Welcome to the Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed right before our very eyes and exactly as was foretold. Good evening, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams, and as always, I am joined by my co-host there in the Dallas area, Mr. T.L. Farley. And how are you doing this evening, Terry? Doing good, Joel. Thank you. Uh, Just uh, the Texas heat. There you go. Well, it continues. Yeah. It well, continues. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm afraid it's just started, Terry, unfortunately for us. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now, we got a lot to cover today, and I'm going to jump into it really quick. And I've, I've got to really start with current events because I think it's important for today, especially. Over the weekend, we all became aware of the fact that we had an, an attempted assassination attempt of a U.S. Supreme Court justice. And this is something that Terry and I, we, we did everything we could not to, to directly say that this is what we expected, but we made a very strong hint that this is exactly what we expected. It's being encouraged by the Democrats. I don't care what anybody says. It's being encouraged by people like Chuck Schumer. If you don't believe me, go do some research on it and you'll find it where he said that you know, unleashed a whirlwind, you don't know what's going to hit you, that kind of thing. That is treasonous activity, and he should be tried. He should immediately be removed from the Senate and tried as, as somebody that's trying to promote murder. That is my statement. I'm sticking to it. He can sue me. I'll sue him back. Okay? That simple. So uh, that's my feeling on it. Also, the kangaroo court that is going to convene tonight, I hope that you guys are not watching that idiotic thing going on in the Senate. I want to remind you what they're talking about. January the 6th, 2021, when there was a protest at the U.S. Capitol, they're making a big deal out of it. Let me tell you, you saw what happened uh, in Washington State. You've seen what's happened across the nations where people are burning buildings down, where there's a lot of death, there's a lot of injury. There were four people that died on January the 6th. All four of them were Trump supporters. Two of them died from a heart attack. One of them had ADHD and overdosed. And the fourth one was shot in the, so- in the shoulder by a Capitol Police officer and died from complications from existing medical conditions. That's it. That's what all the, humble, uh, all the hoopla is about for people. So, again, that's current events. Terry, I'll let you comment on it real briefly, and then we'll move on. Yeah, uh, you know, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, They're being hypocritical uh, to the nth degree. Uh, We had uh, riots and, as you've pointed out, murders, rapes, pillaging. Uh, In fact, some of it hasn't even stopped uh, across the country. But it's been going on for a year and a half or so, and they have never uttered a word other than to note that it's they're mostly peaceful. Right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully nobody watches that ridiculous uh, kangaroo court tonight. Um, Now, uh, I did want to update people on uh, Daniel's presentation. We had him on the the show the other night, and I said that we would be running uh, his presentation this week. 
Unfortunately, I ran into some issues, so that has been postponed. Uh, I promise you it will be um, available beginning on Monday the 13th, and that will run every night at 9 o'clock. Now, I also want to mention that on Saturday, I'll be interviewing Mr. Norman Smith. He is a uh, missionary in Japan. Uh, I'm going to have him on the Last Christian podcast next Wednesday evening, and I I strongly encourage everyone to show up for that one. I think you're going to find it incredibly interesting. If you had to homeschool a kid, well, you're really going to want to hear that too. Um, Now, with all that said, uh, we were speaking last week about the post-tribulation version uh, of the rapture, and both Terry and I agreed that this is you know, I, this this is just really not the uh, best uh, version that, that's possible because it's kind of like a reverse bungee jump. Uh, after all the trouble's over, God grabs his church, pulls them up to heaven, and throws them right back down on the earth again. Doesn't make a lot of sense, and that's the reason that we put it, uh, put it uh, in the last place on possible versions of the rapture. And I didn't really get any responses uh, from that, uh, which tells me that people agree. So we're moving on now to uh, the mid-trib version of the rapture. This is where three and a half years into the tribulation period after, uh, well, three and a half years into the tribulation, then the rapture happens. And Terry, I'm going to let you comment on it. I'm on, uh, I've got a, a little bit here, but I'm, I'm going to let you go for a minute. Uh, the most important aspect of the teaching of the rapture is completely ignored when you take this position and there are other areas that can be discussed but i want to hit this hard and and fast and first uh if you follow the teachings of the uh, mid-tribulation rapture you destroy the imminence and by that i'm saying there are 58 times mentioned in the new testament where it speaks of the rapture being an imminent event that we are supposed to be daily anticipating as an example on the day that's called today. You mean, well, today's called today. That's what I'm talking about. That's how fast it's going to be. And when you follow that, then you've got a calendar. There is no calendar for the rapture. Right. Right. Well, uh, you know, I had done some, and Terry and I talked about this offline before the show started, but I I had uh, done just a touch of research. Terry, you know how how my time is around here. Uh, Yeah. uh, As far as the the mid-trib goes, now now you mentioned that this guy, and you know his name, right? I mean, I I don't even... Yeah, Dr. Sure, Dr. John Walford, and he was the... uh, 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 emeritus uh chancellor of uh, dallas theological seminary when he was alive for i don't know four or five decades or something he was called the um uh the prophecy uh, dean the dean of bible prophecy during his years uh as he was teaching and and speaking uh, he, the guy's absolutely brilliant he's written a stack of books that are still available uh after his death uh, and he's absolutely spot on. He's excellent. He's great. And he'll take you wherever you want to go in teachings of prophecy or, or Bible uh, teaching uh, in general. But highly recommended. Go ahead, Joel. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I just did a little bit of research into this. Um, 
uh, he called it, what I'm looking at is, is I guess, a teaching um, f- from it's Lion and the Lamb Apologetics. And it, that's another prophecy group that that okay. he works with or did work with. Okay, uh, and they're excellent. They're excellent too. So okay, uh, well he pointed out here that you know one of the critical issues uh, is is the question whether or not the seventh trumpet, Revelation eleven, begins the great tribulation. Now I think we kind of touched on that uh, in a previous show, but uh, basically what he is saying here is that uh, the uh, the mid-tribulation view requires the interpretation that the first half of Revelation is not the Great Tribulation. In other words, they're saying that everything that happens during those first three and a half years doesn't really count. And, 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 am I getting that right? Absolutely, yes. That's that's the and that's the biggest problem. If you start in chapter six uh, of Revelation, is when the uh, uh, description of the events of the rapture of the I'm sorry of the tribulation begin to be laid out in detail, and uh, there, it's you know that's when the wrath begins. But there are also verses we've talked about off the air uh, that show us that the day of the Lord begins at the same moment or very shortly after that moment uh, that the rapture takes place because Paul uh, and Jesus both combine the two prophecies together when they're describing them that the day of the Lord happens uh, because it's as if a thief in the night has operated and at the same time we do not uh, we are not going to um, experience it as thieves because we're anticipating it right well uh you know i'm i'm looking through this article as as move on here and uh yeah it's you know it it says at no point do the mid-tribulationist view uh manifest their interpretation more than in revelation 11 and Mm -hmm. it says that they contend that the the view of the great tribulation is the first part of daniel's 70th week and that the rapture occurs in the middle of the week after the tribulation no remember mm-hmm. a week in in bible terms for this discussion means a a week equates it to a year correct so uh, that each we, week yeah that's yeah, right so right. so this mm-hmm. happens at the three and a half year mark and yes uh, anyway they contend that uh, the rapture occurs in the middle of the week after the tribulation, and that the last half of the week is the beginning of the day of the Lord, which you just mentioned, and that's the reason that I'm bringing up yeah. this. I'm bringing up this paragraph. So, uh, how do you address that? The you know the, in other words, the day of the Lord occurring right there, uh, halfway through. Okay. Again, uh, you can go to Second. I'm sorry, First Thessalonians chapter five, and the first I think it's five or six verses. Uh, there's a, a, a bunch of details, but primarily what you want to focus on is it speaks of the day of the Lord coming as a thief, and then immediately after that, Paul begins to reference the fact that Jesus is not coming to us as a thief. So these are two uh, particular events that are happening not simultaneously, but the rapture happens and immediately the tribulation begins. 
That's now, the day of the Lord. Now, now the day of the Lord, and let me throw this in. Yeah, go ahead. Understand the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord stretches not just through the tribulation, but it's through all of the cataclysmic events that take place at the end of time. Okay. So I, I'm going to leave it there for the moment. Well, no, so. I, I, I really don't want you to leave it there because of the fact well, that. Well, all right, yeah, then but, I'll go on to Peter. Yeah, all yeah. right, and the, Peter. The, the, the reason I'm saying that is because I think that that people need to understand that just because the tribulation ends, that doesn't mean everything comes to a halt right now. You know, that, that we're going to continue to go on. So, yes, please, go, go ahead with the explanation there. You know, I mean, I can't give you 13 minutes, but, <laughs> but go ahead. Okay, sure. Um, he talks about there being false prophets. I had the verse written down here. Um, anyway, and he talks about the fact that the, oh, wait a minute, maybe it's over here. Hang on one second. Uh, this is terrible. I'm sorry. Hang on oh, one that's, second. That's, that's fine, Terry. I, I, we, we, hadn't, we had not discussed this um, pre-show, so Terry's not prepared to uh, yeah. you know access um, Scripture right away. So that's fine, Terry. You don't really have yeah. to dig out the but Scripture the right is, now. Go ahead. Sure. All right, then, then just let me, yeah, uh, Peter talks about it uh, when he talks about uh, the day of the Lord beginning, and then he talks about the, wor the world ending in fire and all of that. And what he's, what he's saying there, he's putting two events that are not back-to-back. -back. He's talking about the day of the Lord, as we've just seen in Thessalonians, the day of the Lord beginning immediately following the rapture. Uh, and, and I'm talking seconds. I'm not talking a week later or whatever, because it's going to be in a moment in the twinkling eye of the rapture happens, and that is when the day of the Lord is going to begin. And he talks about that, but in the same verse— and I apologize, I can't find it. It's, I've got so many of them on my screen here. Um, but but he says the, the day of the Lord begins, and then he talks about the destruction of the world uh, in fire and flame, etc., etc., um, which doesn't happen until the very end, which is a whole different area of study. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm even a little confused. At this point, so yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, so I want to. I want to try to clear this up because I, I know. Uh, uh, I mentioned this to Terry before the show started. He's done forty yeah. years of research on this stuff. Okay, so uh, he sees everything. He sees all the context. He's able to look. You know, he's thinking about a million scriptures at one time. Everything fits together. One leads to another, and one another one leads to another. And then there are people like me, who. Um, Aren't, have not done those 40 years of research and aren't as up to speed on it. And so I, my confusion, Terry, the day of the Lord, um, it's, it's been mentioned now a couple of times, and it's been mentioned a couple of different ways. The mid, Yes, the, that's right. Okay, the, the mid-tribbers are saying that the uh, rapture occurs halfway mm -hmm. through the tribulation period, and that coincides with the day of the Lord. And mm -hmm. you were saying, yes, the rapture, when it occurs, that also coincides with, if I, if I understood you right, that also mm -hmm. coincides with the day of the Lord, but it doesn't clear up the when does that day of the Lord start? Pre-trib, uh, pre mid-trib, after okay, trip. the day of the Lord, 
Okay, we're going to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need to write to you for yourselves. Know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now remember, Jesus is talking about he's coming as a thief in the night to those who are not prepared. Paul goes on in this passage and he says, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with a child that shall not escape. Verse 4, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day, the day of the Lord, should overtake you as a thief. So he is showing that the day of the thief that Jesus is warning people about is also the same day that they are raptured. And and, and the rapture, by the way, by the way, precedes, even if it's only by seconds, but it, it precedes the day of the Lord beginning. Okay. Okay. All right. So and that's there. That's let me uh, just address this real quick. Now, when we're talking about the day of the Lord, is that the is, is that the same thing as the tribulation? It, it includes the tribulation. Okay. Okay. The, it it's not just the tribulation. It's it's just events that take place because the day of the Lord is in control. That's why it's called the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is controlled in that period that stretches out beyond okay. the tribulation. Okay. Okay. And because uh, because and and let me give you a here. First yeah, Peter, I found it. Okay. First Peter three ten. If I can see, I had it, and I brought up the verses. <laughs> Hang on, just a second. Well, while, while, while second you're yeah, while you're looking for that, I, yeah. I just want to I, I want to clear this completely up here because you know when when somebody says day of, okay. you know it's like the yeah. day of the Super Bowl. Okay, we know yeah. that that is one day, one event, one time, all that. Okay, but when we're speaking about day of the Lord, we're not talking about one day, one time you know, one three-hour period and then we're done or whatever. The day of the Lord is is an ongoing event. It's not like it's just one day. Uh, am, am exactly, exactly. Okay. It's not okay. a 24, it's not a 24-hour period. Okay. Okay. It's a period of time. Now, okay, now here's where Peter, in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10, here's where Peter gives an overview of the entire thing. Okay. And he says, but the day of the Lord, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Remember where we heard about it in First Thessalonians? The, 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 the coming is a thief in the night. It's the same event. But he tacks on to that in the which, and that's why I'm saying it's not just one event. It's just not the tribulation. Okay. It says in the which the, the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Oh, wow. This is total yeah. catastrophe here. Yeah. So, so he's giving he's giving an overview, and at his point in time where he is. Everybody kind of knows everything that's going on and what the prophecies are. And so he's giving a beginning and ending of the whole thing and so forth. But people come along, they read this verse, and they say, well, my goodness, uh, the day of the Lord's coming, and, and, and when it comes, the whole world's going to blow up. That's not what it's saying. Yeah. So, you know, and again, yeah. you have to you have to get into the study. But Yeah, it's an ongoing uh, ongoing event. It's and, an ongoing, sure, yeah. 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 Um, now, from my understanding, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I haven't had 
the time to really uh, dig into the topic uh, the way oh, I would really, really like. But it's my understanding that this mid-trib uh, suggestion Position? or theory or whatever yeah. uh, is rather mm-hmm. recent. It's not something that's that's been taught throughout history, but it, it's kind of a recent thing, maybe in the last hundred years or so. Is that right? Well, probably the last couple of hundred, several hundred years. Okay. Uh, the reason I say that um, is uh, studies have been done. Uh, uh, you know, they, they for a while they were trying to say Darby uh, was the one who actually came up with the idea of the rapture. Uh, and so uh, Dr. Um, uh, Watson, believe it or not, his name is William Watson. Uh, he came out with a book uh, with a study of the dispensationalism before Darby is the name of the book. And, okay. and he came out with a study of the two centuries before uh, okay. uh, Darby yeah. and showing people still studying the same subject before Darby uh, ever even dirtied his first diaper. Okay. You know, uh, okay. so so this is, but but again, in terms of time, that's relatively new, and 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 so that in that period of time, I I remember reading passages of different preachers, uh, where they were trying to put it together, and this is back in the 1300s, 1400s, and so forth, and they're trying to put it together like what's going to happen because things were bad then; they right. were not nearly as bad as they are now, but they were bad, and they were and they were thinking, okay. And some of them were picking up on the teaching of the eminence. And so they were like, okay, we're supposed to be anticipating it. And and okay, and and the Pope is the Antichrist and so forth and so on, which yeah. is nothing new. Seems like every Pope that comes along is the Antichrist. But um, anyway, the point being that the teaching uh, is relatively new in terms of the centuries and the millennia. Okay. Uh, it is perhaps several hundred years old, but... Okay. Well, we're we're going to continue talking about it. You know, we're we're not we're not done with mid-trib yet. And Terry's got a tremendous sure. amount of information on that, and we'll we'll get more into it again on Saturday. But uh, before we get out of here today, uh, uh, Terry, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about your um, your segment on the show, "The Eye of the Storm," and also about your book, "Blast Off for Piermore in its fifth edition. And I don't know if you've even started work on your radio show yet, but. Uh, anyway, it's your time. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, actually, um, it's uh, from uh, the Eye of the Storm, Saturday, uh, Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And uh, what we're doing, uh, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm helping us to walk out of the storm and back into the eye, the center of the eye of the storm, uh, because that's where the peace and the control and the power is uh, in the eye of the storm. And that's where the quiet is. And that quiet is only from God. And that's where we get it. And so that's each week we're going through various um, uh, teachings and and scriptures and so forth. Stopping for a moment and catching our breath, because God is, after all, in control. Absolutely. And and these things that are so exciting to us, uh, God has been, as he says, he's been telling the ending from the beginning. This is in, in the Old Testament, in the Tanakh, uh, even in the Torah. God was saying, here's the ending. This is what it's going to be. And people now, when they go back in those books and read, they say, my goodness, that was prophesied. That was told. God said that was going to happen. 
So that's what I'm doing on in the eye of the storm. Okay. Uh, well, well, uh, now that is every Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. on That's on revelationradio.net. Now, I do want to uh, remind people uh, to please tune in to the Last Christian, uh, Last Christian Podcast, and that is every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can find that at www.lastchristian.net. And I've got a lot of great guests coming on there uh, from Japan, from Canada, from all over the United States. Uh, we're, we're just going to have, we've got a loaded schedule coming up, and I, I know that you guys will find it very very interesting. Um, as a matter of fact, I've got uh, Norman Smith of Run With Horses uh, talk about that podcast on uh, this coming up uh, Wednesday night at 7.30. But, you know, I do want to remind everybody once again, the purpose of this show is to locate or uh, look for anyway, that last person to accept Jesus Christ as Savior before the rapture. We think it's important, and we also um, can kind of verify that, because here's the deal. Just like there is a last play in any football game, when they throw that last pass, it's either win or lose right now. The game's over. Well, it's the same thing with a rapture. When the rapture occurs, the game is over. And anyone that has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, living and dead, is going to immediately meet him in the air. So there's going to be that last person to accept Jesus Christ. And when they say, in Jesus' name, in the blink of an eye, in, in the twinkle of an eye, they're going to see him. And they're going to see all of us that know Jesus. So if you have not yet given your heart to Jesus, please do so. Just tell the Lord that you, that you know you're a sinner. You know that Jesus died for you. You know he rose after three days. You know that he is now with the Father in heaven and that he has promised to come back. And if you'll do that, if you'll pray that simple prayer, you'll find that peace that exceeds all understanding. Now then, until Saturday night, everyone, we hope that you join us again at 730. May God bless you and good night. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Central Time right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast, now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.